Welcome to QWERTY Writing Life Podcast, where we have candid chats about our creative lives. This is May. And I'm Joy. For more information about our podcast, monthly newsletter, or author resource series, visit us at QWERTYWritingLife.com. That's QWERTY, spelled Q-W-E-R-T-Y. It's the first six letters on your keyboard. So, are you ready? Grab your tea. Or your coffee. And let's chat. Hello, everyone. It's another week. Hello and welcome. Today, we're going to talk about getting creative with perspectives. But before we do that, let's talk about our creative weeks. Joy, what did you do? I have had such a busy, busy week, and it's all been absolutely amazing stuff. (laughs) Definitely creative in so many different ways. Um, Getting ready for the launch of Every Good Thing, which, as we're recording this, um, is in two days. Oh, goodness. Yeah, two days. (laughs) And I've had a whole lot of events, Um, book signings, opportunities to sell my book. I've been meeting with book clubs and uh, doing little goodie bags for them, teaching workshops for my library, um, which that'll actually be tonight as we're recording this. So I've been putting together packets about journaling and all Mm. sorts of fun things to get people excited about journaling and to help them get started and um, thinking about all the different types of journals and what people might be wanting to do. Um, So all of those things, and it's just been crazy. My... um, I don't know how well, those of you who are watching on YouTube, I don't know how well you can see my background, but you know, there are typically books on the shelf. They're mostly off right now because they're in a cart getting ready to go out again. Um, My desk, right before we started to record, I took a whole bunch of stuff off of here, but like the entire L-shaped desk was covered. The floor around my desk is covered. You can't see all of this, but it's a hot mess in here. But that is that has been my creative week. <laughs> well, and today is March the thirtieth, twenty twenty three, and on April the first, twenty twenty three, the book will be coming out. So happy early book birthday! Yay! I'm so excited. I'm super super excited about this book. This is one that has taken me longer than I expected to write. I know I've talked about that before on here, but um, I'm just so glad for it to be out in the world. I really mm-hmm. am. Okay. I'm kind of putting you on the spot here, but do you want to read the back cover of oh. your upcoming book? Well, I have to find it. Let's see. <laughs> I'm sure that the people who've been listening with us uh, and who have followed you along in this process would love to, to find out a little bit about it. <laughs> That's a good point. And I have to find it, though. Hold on. Give me one second. Oh, I know mm-hmm. where I put it. I put it right in the box on the other side of my computer. Okay. Oh, here it is. (laughs) Isn't that a pretty cover? I love this cover. All right. Every person leaves a legacy, so does every character. Lonely outcasts, found wanderers, recovering addicts, war-weary heroes, homeless families, grieving loved ones, good men gone too soon. Each one's story stands alone, yet all unite along a common thread of dreams pursued and legacy left in this collection of short stories. One life flows into another as each character connects to the next. Revisit beloved characters from any good thing and this good thing and describe their legacies of faith, heroism, healing, tenacity, and sacrifice. These 12 realistic, hope-filled tales celebrate humans and the connections they share and gifts they leave. 
Yay. <laughs> yeah, I love it. It's okay, April the 1st, guys. So if you're interested in reading some short stories that go along with Joy's Carolina's Legacy, they will be available on April the 1st. Yay. Wherever yes. you buy fine it's, books. <laughs> that's right. And it's so good. It's so very good. And it's true. Like it, they, the, some of the stories were like, tug at your heartstrings. I guess I could say it like that, but they all end with some sort of hope at the end of them. So yeah, definitely. Yeah. Always, always mm-hmm. strive for that. <laughs> right. So tell us about your creative week. I had a couple of things I wanted to talk about for my creative week. And one of those things was on national, uh, national poetry day. I did a poetry workshop on the topic of storytelling through poetry. And I did that at the St. Tammany Parish library had a blast. It was the first time that I'd done a like a lecture slash workshop situation. And uh, I will manage my time better next time because we did end up going a little bit over, but it was so much fun. I thoroughly enjoyed preparing for it, like finding all of the example pieces for lyric poetry and narrative poetry and this mix and mash thing that we're doing now in modern day and talking about like story character characteristics and and just like getting to know the people who came to the event so um just super thrilled it was it was such a good time so did that and then also well some weeks ago my family and I went to a vacation in Blue Ridge Georgia and it's a really artsy place so if you if you like that kind of thing Blue Ridge is wonderful and I went into one of these little stores and I saw a necklace there and I really thought it was beautiful and it was actually a crochet chain. So I had this thing where I can't wear metal on my skin (laughs) unless it's like gold or sterling silver. And so, um, so my skin's really bougie, but (laughs) so I saw this necklace and I got a little close to it and I was like, Oh, this is like crocheted embroidery thread. I think I can do that. <laughs> so uh, I went home and ended up getting to the, the craft store and picked up some things and went home and I made it. And so you can see that on my Instagram page. I posted something today and today's March the 30th. Uh, so if you go to Instagram and you, you take a look at May Smith writes and uh, you'll see some pictures of the necklace that I made there. I'm also wearing it too, but I also have, I have a couple of them on because I make more than one. (laughs) (laughs) They are so beautiful. They are lovely. And they're really light, too. So that's not like weighing weighing down my neck or anything either. So I can wear them for a really long time. But um, so I'm thrilled with how they turned out. And I love getting back with um, using my hands. And I've got a crochet needle that's super small. It's the smallest crochet needle that I've ever used before. And I had not used metallic embroidery thread. For crocheting at all so I got to to do some new things and I was pleasantly surprised at the response oh well it is absolutely gorgeous and I love that you got to do a different type of creative thing because mm-hmm. I know how much you love doing that and it's oh, just so gorgeous and the journal yes. the um the poetry workshop was amazing I got to attend and I loved it mm-hmm. <laughs> It really, it it kind of, I haven't taught in a really long time. I used to teach all the time, um, but I haven't taught in a really long time. And it was just lovely to get into that space again and to remember all of the good things that I enjoyed about doing that 
Um, and being able to do it on your own terms is really nice too. Like being able to say, yes, I would like to prepare this and do this. And on, a, on one particular topic that you are passionate about. Yeah. So. Well, and teaching I, is a creative <clears throat> endeavor in itself, you know? Oh, for sure. For sure. Cause you have to find the creative ways to get in touch with the, with the people who you're teaching yeah. and not no one person is the same. So you kind of have to mix and match it a lot whenever you're prep, uh, preparing for mm-hmm. a course like that. So. Yeah. And yeah. like it's in the preparation, you have to kind of think through all the potential scenarios, but then even when you're in the moment, mm-hmm. you kind of have to switch on the fly once you know, like what the people there are looking for. I think especially in creative workshops. Yeah. For sure. For sure. It's a very fluid endeavor. Absolutely. I agree with you there. And also whenever you get into the classroom and you get to know the people, you know, you have to find the different perspectives that you can come. I see what (laughs) you did there. (laughs) (laughs) So you get to see different perspectives that you can attack the material with in Mm -hmm. order to get it across in the best way possible. So, which leads us directly into our topic, which is getting creative with perspectives. <laughs> what was the inspiration for this topic, Joy? Uh, so, the inspiration for this topic was when we were recently working on a design together. So, you guys know that this whole season has been May and I workshopping things together. And it started out with the Finders Keepers, a practical approach to find and keep your writing critique partner workbook that we have been working on together. And we decided we needed to take a small break from that until we can complete the work when we're in person together. So we talked about that a few uh, episodes back. So in the meantime though, we decided to redeem that creative time we gave ourselves by designing some different things that we can use one day down the road when we open our QWERTY merch store, (laughs) which is another creative dream and goal that we've had together. So as we were working on a particular design, things just, it didn't look right. We needed to move something. And so I was using rulers in Photoshop, I believe. This was the this was the stage we were in. And mm-hmm. the rulers said that it was right. Like, <laughs> that's where it was supposed to be. The math said it was right. But our eyes said, mm, not so much. <laughs> so when we realized what was going on and we started talking about it, we realized that we needed to marry the two, the math with the just the vision, you know, and that led us to thinking about perspectives, creative perspectives. And that has led to six perspectives that we have come up with you, with for you guys to share with you that we hope inspires something for your creative endeavors. Yeah. So if you're making art and you get stuck, or if what you're producing is falling flat, we think that you can get creative with your perspectives and kind of reinvigorate your project Um, just by coming at it from a different angle. So let's do that together. Our first one is what we call the logical, illogical perspective. And uh, this is like the lens of a camera, like it's not coming out right. You go back to the rule of thirds or the golden ratio and you – you, you just make sure that what you're focusing on is in that right spot. And that's kind of what we were talking about too, with like the graphic design. Yeah. Too. 
It's like the math was right, but it just wasn't. It just wasn't coming together. And so, um, so if you are creative who uses like a camera, so this example is a camera situation, like a photography situation, and you know that the rule of thirds is supposed to give you this ideal picture, right? And so, what you have focused on is in one of the thirds that it's supposed to be in, and it's not looking out right or it's not looking right, you also know when to break the rules because you know the rules of the rule of thirds or the golden ratio rule. So um, that's just an example there, but uh, as far as what perspective you're coming at. So if you are all visual with no math and things aren't coming out right, then add in a little bit of math and just see what happens. Or if you're all math and it's not coming out right, then just trust your creative gut. And it might seem a little bit illogical, but we promise it, it, it could very well be exactly what you need. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that's what we call the logical, illogical perspective. Perfect. <laughs> and then the second one is the orientation perspective. So if you want to step away from preconceived notions about your subject matter, whatever your inspiration is, literally flip it upside down or start bottom to top. And this is, I think, probably a great example for this particular perspective comes in art. And I know a lot of artists do this where if they're doing a painting, they'll turn the canvas upside down or they'll turn it on its side or something like that. Um, for writing, like a way that this could come in is if you're getting stuck, then hop ahead and write a scene further, you know, in the story, or even jump ahead and write the end, you know, things like that. Um, or, mm-hmm. well, we'll get into some other perspectives. I'm going to get ahead of myself. <laughs> yeah, so that's I was going to say something else too. I was like, oh wait, that's a different perspective. I know. <laughs> so that's the orientation perspective. <laughs> Right. Well, I mean, and yeah, just kind of work it from a different angle, from Mm -hmm. a different perspective, especially in the writing situation. So if you are writing paragraph prose, think about maybe stopping and moving to an outline situation. Mm -hmm. Or if you're outlining, then start start to maybe think about writing a character arc description or something like that. Mm -hmm. So you're hitting it from a different orientation, a different perspective. Yeah. And I like how you said a different angle. So that goes back to the photography as well. You know, just Mm -hmm. getting yourself in a different position to actually shoot from a different angle makes a huge difference. And as a photographer, like if photography is your thing, like as a photographer, sometimes if I just kneel down, it just changes everything. (laughs) Or step up on a ladder. Or yes, I would carry around a step stool with me everywhere I went to. Yeah. Um, But yeah, there's something about like just getting lower and, and seeing it. Um, seeing it from that angle there or getting a little bit above and then going down just a a bit or taking it from a candid perspective and getting like a a 45 degree angle from your subject or something like that just really just make everything liven up and pop yeah like with nature photography especially it's almost like Mm -hmm. you've opened up an entirely different world when you have that different perspective Mm -hmm. that's going to be an excellent example too for the next perspective which is distance perspective and this is kind of where we are getting closer or we're getting farther away from our focus or our project subject so this is like if you are too close 
to your project and you're focusing on this one minute detail, then maybe we need to step back and kind of take a look about what's happening around that minute detail that might give us a little bit more knowledge on how to handle that situation. And that could be painting, it could be writing, it could be photography, it could be anything, right? That's what I love about these creative talks because they really can go with pretty much anything. Yeah. Uh, We don't have to say specifically writing um, just because creativity is so universal and human. It's just, okay, that's a whole nother topic, but I do, I got to do (laughs) little sidebar for you. So <laughs> it's a good sidebar. <laughs> it is a good sidebar. So for example, I, um, when I was taking some art classes, we did some scale draw- drawings. Hmm. And so this is where you take, um, maybe you take something that's a little bit smaller and you draw grid lines on top of it. And then if you want to blow it up even bigger, then you would, you know, just mathematically adjust the size of the scale of the, of each square that you have on there. And then draw a bigger grid onto your on your canvas. Then what you would do is take like the first square on the top row on the left or something like that, you know, and you would only draw, you would cover everything else up, but you would only draw what you see in that one square, mimicking it in the same square on the canvas. So you might only see like four different lines and two colors and it doesn't make any sense, right? But the more um, interior of the squares that you draw on each one of those, it ends up becoming this big, beautiful picture by the end of the project. So um, so you could maybe maybe you're getting some good movement on looking really closely at particular details of a project. And you're just trusting that the end product is going to be something beautiful at the, you know, when it's done. And maybe that's working for you. And that's wonderful. You don't need a new perspective. But if it is, if you get to a point where you're just like, oh, this is just the worst. (laughs) I ended up doing a scale drawing and I chose like a really large canvas for like a wallet size picture. And so I would have to like step back and make sure that like these people are really looking like people. (laughs) (laughs) And just to re like, it was almost reassuring myself that yes this is worth my time Mm. and sometimes even that mindset adjustment is really really good to bring you back into your project to make it um to 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 liven it back up and to reinvigorate what's happening there yeah so that's scale drawing there well I think we definitely do that in our writing as well I mean I feel like I constantly zoom out and in um Mm -hmm. just mentally as I'm especially when I'm going through the revision and editing stages of the process, Mm -hmm. you know, reminding myself of the big picture of the story Mm -hmm. and then coming back into the particular scene where I am or the particular little line of dialogue or whatever. Um, Mm -hmm. And so that's a way for authors to really focus on and maintain the purpose of their piece throughout the, the project. So definitely. That's an excellent example. That's such an excellent example. And I also have to remember in that kind of situation too, where it's okay to skip around onto a different detail. Mm -hmm. So if you're stuck on one and uh, on one small detail and maybe you need to do some research or something for it, it's okay to skip that part and go to a part that you're excited about and deal with that, (laughs) deal with that detail. But the the thing with that is, is that if you are somebody who skips around on their creative project, you, you do have to like make sure that the whole picture is fluid and um, 
and comes together in a flowing, beautiful way whenever you're done. Because if it doesn't, then it looks very disjointed and it doesn't feel as if the project is one entity. Right. Yeah. Definitely a good word of caution there. And then the next one, the fourth one is the othering perspective. I love that we called it this. So this is where we encourage you to step outside of your own personal perspective. Um, So for example, as an author, um, it's important for us to read widely, to ask questions, to have sensitivity and expert readers, because we don't know everything. We're not, you know, we're not our characters. Most of the time, the characters that we're writing really aren't like us. Um, that whole write what you know thing, that's a whole other topic. But anyway, <laughs> you're, you're not only going to write a character exactly like yourself. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, so an example from our recent uh, time together was during May's workshop on poetry. So we, as a group, wrote a haiku based on the Midas story, you know, the golden touch, old fable. And as we were talking through this, we were talking about whose perspective are we going to write this from? Are we going to write it from Midas's perspective or someone else's? And it was very interesting to hear who, who everyone wanted to write, like whose perspective they wanted to take. And even if you don't go with a different perspective, it's so helpful to think about how would I write this from another person's or another character's perspective. In the example of the Midas retelling, we chose to go with the satyr, but I was thinking about doing it from the daughter's perspective. And so when you do that, and as May and I were talking about this later afterward, we were talking about, well, yeah, if um, when you think about from the daughter's perspective, it opens your eyes to these aspects of the king. And then when you do it from the king's perspective, it opens your eyes up to why, you know, his motives, his reasonings, and all of these things. So it was quite interesting. So even if you don't actually end up taking that other perspective, it bolsters and just intensifies the perspective that you do go with. Yeah, that's a great word, intensifies. Also, um, it kind of makes your your story or your project a little more well-rounded, too, a little more humanizing, yeah. right? Because we all have flaws and we all have strengths. And so if we went only from the Midas's story, like King Midas's perspective, then we would only see like one set of that. But when you put yourself in the shoes of another per, another character and you kind of see it from their perspective, too, you think, oh, you know, at the beginning, you're like, oh, well, he just wants to provide for his family and all that kind of stuff. And then if you go into the, the daughter's perspective, it's like, oh, well, he's actually all she's asking for is time with him. You know, she doesn't want all of these riches and stuff. He's pushing that um, agenda on her and using it as an excuse in order to ask for gold. You know, <laughs> like. I mean, and all of it is assumptions just as a consumer of the art. Um, But we were using those, we were using those assumptions in order to make another piece of art, which was a haiku poetry, right? A poem, right? So, and then of course the satyr's perspective, we, um, we had a really good time with that one too, but it also brought another dimension to the story that was not there and that we didn't read at face value whenever we just read the short story of it. So it was really, it was a really interesting way of looking at it and just 
um, just validated this othering perspective for Joy and I. Definitely, yeah. Mm -hmm. So our next one is called the trick of the light perspective. And this kind of brings in my creative week a little bit too. And so I just wanted to bring this to your attention as well. So when you have one thing that you are doing in your in your creative project and then um, you're, you're just kind of stuck or it's just not coming out right, then it could be really helpful to kind of see it as something else. And the inspiration for this perspective was actually the necklace that I made um, out of out of metallic embroidery thread. So when I went into the store and I saw the necklace hanging on the, the jewelry stand, at first, I thought, oh, what a beautiful necklace. I can't wear that because it's made of metal and it looks, you know, because it looked like a chain, mm -hmm. right? And so I got a little closer just because I wanted to see what the pendant looked like. I was like, maybe I can just like use the pendant or something. <laughs> but as I got closer to it, I realized that what I thought was one thing was actually something else. And it ended up making a huge difference in my, in my perspective on the piece altogether. And so... Um, that's what the trick of the light perspective is. It's just like noticing something is one thing, but then realizing it's actually something else. So if you are in this kind of place where you're just like, oh, you know, I've got this thing, but it doesn't seem like it's um, unique enough to really make something, make a statement out of the piece that I'm, I'm working with. Is it, is it any other necklace? You know, <laughs> like, um, you can take what you have um, you can take what you have and then finish the statement. At first, I saw a fill in the blank. But when I looked closer, I realized it was actually fill in the blank. Nice. I love that so much. I'm so glad that you shared that. And I just think it's so neat that you thought that it was a metal chain, which you couldn't mm -hmm. wear. And then it turned out to be something that you could and that you right. could also make. That's so exciting. I love it. Yeah. Well, and, I, you know, even taking that a step further, if there's something in your project that you think is useless, because I didn't think that I was even going to be able to use the necklace. Like I would have yeah. thought, oh, it's pretty. And then like moved on. Hmm. But when you look closer at things, even if you think it's useless, if there's a, a painting and you've ended up painting um, a toy on the floor or something like that in the middle of a tea room or something like you could look at that oh that's a useless toy on the floor or it could be like I thought that that was a toy on the floor but it's actually signifying that the owner of the tea room is a single mom and has a child in the back room I don't know like you know? <laughs> I don't know that's that's really off the cuff there but well, I think that that happens often when you're writing a story <clears throat> where, mm -hmm. you know, you think your character is going to do this particular thing for this particular reason. And mm -hmm. then things change. You realize other things or you say, well, what if this is this instead? And that's that's what makes a story really good. <laughs> mm -hmm. Or if you're writing like um, um a series story or a duology or trilogy or something like that, and you go back to the original story and you see this description piece or something that was just thrown in there because you thought it was cool and it ends up being something that's really important further on in the books. I think that's really cool. <laughs> yeah. That's one of those moments where you're like, huh, not a deliberate. Yep. Yep. <laughs> like Gimli, our favorite door. <laughs> exactly. exactly. <laughs> so that brings us to the final one. And this is the experience perspective. So this is number six, but it's also numbers one through five. So, <laughs> The first How thing do, we do that. I know. <laughs> tricky, tricky. <laughs> so the first thing you have to do when it comes to writing poetry, for example, 
is to connect with an emotional core, yours or someone else's, being mm-hmm. an observer of the world and of people's reaction to things and emotions, um, empathizing and dwelling with your friends and family in good times and in bad, makes your foundational experiences with which you approach art from the beginning deeper and more well-rounded. There you go. Right. <laughs> In my author bio, I have that um, that my poetry is based on a true story always. So is every poem that I write about me? Absolutely not. But it's based off of, off of some stor- sort of truth that I have either found within myself or I've connected with in someone else's story. And that can be, it can be an inanimate object. It can be an animal. It could be some sort of personification for something like it, you know, it doesn't matter, but it does have to be an emotional truth. And so that is something that I guess that's what I'm talking about here. Like when I when I talk about an experience, an experience perspective, and I think that's what you're talking about too. I feel like we're on the same page there. Yeah. Is that there has to be some you have to, you have to have lived in order to have experienced things to connect to other people and 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 other things that you're going to be creating about. Yeah. And I don't I, know if I worded that well. <laughs> yeah, and I think it's important to say this specifically to kind of spell mm-hmm. it out because some creatives, not all, but some creatives mm-hmm. do tend to be very um, introverted and don't like to go out very much and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so it is important to understand that you do need to experience life, you know, to be able to infuse that reality into your art. So push yourself a little bit, get some help with that, you know, get, get a buddy, whatever it takes. But I do think that it's important to remember that, that life experiences are important for your art. Right. And to think about another type of creative who maybe does live outside of the home, but begrudgingly. Are you talking about someone in particular? (laughs) No, not at all. Um, But like you know, they enjoy writing or they enjoy their their craft, whatever that craft is. But they and they really don't. They they find it a burden to to do other things outside of the home. When really it's it's a gift because everything that happens to you outside of the home, everything that you go through, either good or bad, you know, frustrating or miraculous, all of that culminates into who you are and how you create so um if you are having that those feelings of like well, I have to do the things I have to do um <laughs> just think that living life not only like and building relationships and getting to know people and all of that stuff like we um all of that enhances your life and uh, in multiple ways um in your personal life but also in your creative life and so Maybe you can find a little bit of joy today if you are feeling that way. (laughs) That is a great reminder for us. Thank you, May. (laughs) So I think that it's time for a corny challenge. I do too. So our challenge for you guys is there have to be more perspectives than this, right? These are just the six that we came up with that we wanted to share with you guys. But we would love to hear from you. Are there other perspectives? Can you think of some other ones? Give us some examples. Tell us a little bit about it. Uh, we want to hear all about it. So drop us a line, cordywritinglife at gmail.com. We would love to hear it. We will respond. We like to chat. 
So definitely let us know. Yes, I cannot wait to see what kind of emails come in and to see what kind of creatives you are and how you attack your art. (laughs) Wonderful. Well, you all have a wonderful week. Yes, and go make something. (laughs) Bye. Bye. Welcome to QWERTY Writing Life Podcast, where we have candid chats about our creative lives. This is May. And I'm Joy. For more information about our podcast, monthly newsletter, or author resource series, visit us at QWERTYWritingLife.com. That's QWERTY, spelled Q-W-E-R-T-Y. It's the first six letters on your keyboard. So, are you ready? Grab your tea. Or your coffee. And let's chat.